Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Now, tonight, it's a big one. The Six Nations is back. Is it too soon after the World Cup? Um, I don't know. But it's going to be all over the telly. So, Marie Crow from Game On joins me now uh, just to have the chats, really. How's it going? Yeah, it's good, Jen. Always good when I'm talking to you. Always good. Come here now. The two favourites, Ireland and France, tonight. But why are we not talking about, you know, a big night in Paris? Yeah, we're used to those big nights in Paris and those special moments. But the special moment could be in Marseille tonight. There's a small matter, Jen, in the summer of the Olympic Games. Uh I'm sure I'll be on a lot talking to you about that during the summer months. So the Stade de France, where these games are usually on, is going to be upgraded for the Olympics. So they have moved it to the Stade Velodrome in Marseille, which sounds very glamorous. And it is actually very glamorous. I've never been there, but by all accounts, it is absolutely amazing. They put on a brilliant light show. They say that the atmosphere in the place makes the pitch rock. Okay. So, yeah, I think it's it's going to be special, special in a different way. But the excitement levels, the crowd, the noise, the atmosphere, apparently it's off the charts, but we'll see it all tonight. Oh, on the telly. amazing. Okay. Now, Ireland missing their number 10 and France missing their number nine. So who has the chance to step up? <laughs> It's really it's really exciting for the, the people that are in. So Jack Crowley is in for Johnny Sexton. Johnny Sexton retired, mm-hmm. as we know, and everybody misses him dearly. But it is an opportunity for Jack Crowley now to step up. There's been a lot of talk, Jen, about who was going to be the number 10. And lots of people were kind of auditioning for it. And unfortunately, there was a few injuries and upsets for some people along the way. But Jack Crowley's now been given that opportunity, um, which is brilliant for him. He's a young monster player. Like, Yeah, tell me about on. Jack. Tell, tell me a bit about him. Yeah, so he's he's only young, like he's in his early 20s. Um, He's plays for Munster. He's the out half there. He's been kind of getting along with his business, been really consistent, getting his opportunities and taking his opportunities. But this is the big one now. This is this is stepping into Johnny Sexton's shoes. Um, He seems to be composure wise, has it all. He's able to get the job done, but it's a very different prospect to doing it for your province for Munster than it is stepping into this role tonight against France in the Six Nations. So there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders, but so far so good with him. Like he seems to be able to to take it. And like, obviously he's going to have had brilliant guidance from the likes of Johnny Sex. Mm. And I'm sure Ron Nogara has given him tips. Like everybody wants this guy to succeed. So um, it's kind of like over to you now, Jack. Yeah. Oh God, the pressure. And then just before we we go on on the number nine then. So it's the number nine from France um, that is missing. So Dupont, as he's known as. Dupont? um, Yeah, I know. You're very good at the French Mm, accent. Um, I'm not so good at it. He's gone playing sevens. So he's going to be in the Olympics this summer. Now, he is the biggest star in rugby. He's like the Mbappe over there. Like he's almost as famous as Mbappe in France. And he has decided to leave the rugby behind for just one year only. Switch to the sevens and um, just make a big name for himself on the Olympic stage. So that's really exciting for him. And then there's um, a scrum half, Maxine Lucou from Bordeaux. You'll have to do the accent, Jen. So he's going to step in for DuPont and see how he gets on. So it's a big night for those two okay. players. Back to the Irish team. Uh, any other new faces you're looking forward to seeing in action? Yeah, there is actually. Yeah, so Munster winger Calvin Nash is getting his uh, Six Nations debut and so is Leinster lock Joe McCarthy. Um, I guess out of the two of them, uh, Joe McCarthy is particularly exciting because he is, how will I describe it? He's a specimen. He is this huge young guy. He's going into the second row. He's really aggressive. He's strong. 
his physicality is off the charts. And for kind of those people who are obsessed with rugby, he really excites people just because of his physical attributes, which is which is mm-hmm. nice. Um, but people are expecting him to pull up trees, basically. It's a huge opportunity. Calvin Nash as well, um, another a young guy, um, a winger. He's got all the flair, the excitement. He's really good in the air. And it's huge for them. But the thing about it is, and the worry, I guess, if you're sitting down watching is, like do the the big French team go target the two new players like that's a possibility as well and you'd hope that I'm sure they will be able for it but there'll probably be a little bit of apprehension because yeah. when you're going out it's always the new guys that get targeted oh god okay um, yeah, one, one of his mom watching them, their yeah moms. I wouldn't like to be the mother um, one fairly old face is our new captain can we talk about Peter O'Mahony were yeah. you surprised he got the nod I, I think it was one of those ones where people were and they weren't. His leadership qualities are unquestionable. He's been the Munster captain for 10 years. He has all of the the leadership abilities uh, to step into this role. But there's it's he's just in a really competitive position. So um, a couple of things. Long term, like he's 34, he's not going to be around for the next World Cup. Well, there's a very good chance he won't be around for the next World Cup. And also, um, it's not always guaranteed that he's going to start. But I think when you look at how solid he is as a character and as a person. He seems like the perfect choice to lead in the short term anyway and see what happens um, in the long term, how long he's able to play for it. There's a few question marks over his contract in Munster. It kind of hasn't been nailed down yet, his future. I would imagine he wants to stay, but um, there's probably a lot going on behind the scenes there. But for for Ireland right now, it does seem like he's the right person to do this job. Okay, good to hear. Now, next weekend, the tournament will have its first ever female ref. Her name is Holly Davidson from Scotland for Wales versus England. Is that's obviously something to celebrate? I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Like any time that a woman smashes a glass ceiling, we should celebrate. Um, I'd love to get to the point, Jen, where this isn't news anymore, where yeah. it's just normal, where it's normal that women are doing these jobs that they didn't traditionally do. And we had our own Joy Neville from Limerick who broke loads of glass ceilings from an officiating perspective. She did loads of big games um, and moved into a TMO role. Mm-hmm. But like this is a little bit different. It is new. Um it's a huge opportunity for her, but I think we are moving into a stage where it won't be news. Like when she does her second game, we won't even mention it because she'll have done it. And then, and it's the see her, be her, you know, you'll have people, young girls, young referees, aspiring um, officials who will see her and say, you know what? I could do that. Yeah. Amazing. I had Joy Neville on the show a couple of months ago and um, she was saying, it, it, you know, it took her a lot of convincing <laughs> to, to step yeah. into that role, but uh, how great she was. And it is so important. But like you said, hopefully this will be the norm and we won't have to mention it again. It'll just be the norm. Exactly. Yeah, be the norm. <laughs> Can we talk about Italy for a sec? Because I know my husband is listening. Are they taking ah. a place that should be given to another European nation like Portugal or Georgia? Oh, I don't know, Jen. I find this one really difficult because I can't imagine a Six Nations without Italy in it. And I'd say anybody that goes to these games would not want a Six Nations without their trip to Rome. Um, it's difficult, though. They've been so patchy trying to get the consistency. They seem to be improving a bit. But then you have the likes of Portugal and Georgia who are making huge strides and no doubt would love to be in a competition like this because what it would do for the growth of the game would be huge. So I would like to see Italy still in it. Maybe they could add another one or two, the seven nations, the eight nations. I don't know, but um, I like Italy in it. And I think that like, it's obviously very difficult because, mm. um, you know, they, they, they get the wooden spoon um, a lot in the competition so it would be nice to see them win a few games preferably not against Ireland but um, yeah, for them to make a bit of progress and then maybe put this conversation to bed or try and open it up so that they they let some other teams in but if you let Portugal and Georgia in then are you opening the doors to letting South Africa in like where does it stop so mm. 
it's a tricky one, but I think keep Italy in so that we can get trips to Italy. Okay, that's that's a good reason, Marie. Thank you so much uh, for your expert opinion on that. Uh, always a pleasure, Marie. Thank you for joining me, Marie Crow and Game On. Uh, they're on air weekdays from six. Jen Zamparelli on Two FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always.